There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Soul to soul, Elif Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Yisroi Tov Shin Pei Dalit, and an incredibly warm welcome to all of our radio family, those listening on devices, those listening on the internet, wherever you might be, whatever means you might be listening, it is such a wonderful privilege and honor to have you with us this Erev Shabbos. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making the time to join us, hopefully to be inspired, hopefully to learn something, hopefully to take some of the ideas you might present today and use them in your own life and use them at your own Shabbos table. Let's get the, get the conversation going. Share an idea. Maybe ask for opinions. Make it something that's going to, that's going to galvanize discussion and, and thought at, at the Shabbos table. The Torah we share today, Bez Hashem, should act as a refua shalema for Batya bas Hindikitl for Akava bas Libamina for Tamara bas Avramovinu for Simcha bas Chana for Leia bas Rochel for Shlomit bas Devora and Sarah bas Penina. Besoich Shor Choli Yisrael Metaka all the Choyim here and overseas, everywhere in the world. Bezeicha to a lichtaka, lichtaka, refu shleima, and taka should be able to have a, a beautiful Shabbos. And uh, in this chus of the Torah we're sharing together, it should definitely be something that's going to make huge impressions on on, on the world. On the third month from the time of the exodus of B'nai Yisrael from Mitzrayim, by Yom Hazer Bol Midbar Sinai, on that day they arrived at the wilderness of, of Sinai. Chazal and the Medrash ask, why Hashem did not give the Torah to the Jewish people immediately upon their departure from Mitzrayim? Why was it necessary to wait seven weeks for this seminal event to take place? And they, the Chazal brings a emotional parable comparing the Jewish people to a young prince who had been ill and weakened from his illness. Once he had recuperated, his father said, I will allow him to rest for a while to recoup his strength, and then I will send him back to, to Cheder. Claudio left Egypt flawed by the spiritual blemishes to which they had become victim during the over two centuries of, of slavery. Hashem said, I will wait and allow them to recuperate from their spiritual kind of malaise and, and gather their strength before I give them the Torah. A beautiful and meaningful Midrash addresses the, the requisite preparation one needs in order to accept the Torah into his life. Kotzka Rebbe Zatzal wonders why the Torah, which heals all types of spiritual ills, could not have initiated their cure. It works for everyone who takes it seriously. Why should it not have been a sufficient therapy for Kaiso? The Rebbe offers a profound explanation which illuminates why indeed some begin their return to observance with Torah study and, alas, do not sufficiently change their ways to the point that they become bona fide observant Jews. A sick person must be willing to acknowledge and accept his deficiencies. One who is ill but does not realize it will not be cured because he will not take the medicine seriously. Kaiso left Egypt with a heavy load of spiritual and moral baggage, living for 210 years enslaved by cruel taskmasters, right? relegated to an environment that it exemplified moral decay and, and at, its, at its nadir, 
can tarnish a person's mind and emotions to the point that he begins to believe that this is the way one should live. He is so flawed that he does not even know that he is filled with blemishes. If one does not realize that he is sick, he will not be healed. Right? The nascent Jewish people needed those seven weeks to get to know themselves, to see the contrast between the degree to which they had descended and the spiritual apex to which they needed to aspire. They were ready. The Torah could become their elixir of, of life. This is 101.9. The program is Soul to Soul. We're coming back in a moment with so much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul. On your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Yisrael, Tov, Shin, Pei, Dalet, as we prepare ourselves for an amazing, amazing Shabbos. This is the Shabbos of Kabbalah Satoya. This is the Shabbos on which we will eat in Pashas, Yisrael, the events, the lead-up, and the actual giving of the Aseris Adibris to, to Klai Yisrael. And, and it's an amazing event, and we want to be part of that Torah. So let's talk about how it is that we can truly acquire Torah for, for ourselves. In, in, in the Yisrael Akadashim, it's brought that in order for a person to really acquire for himself what's called the Keser of Torah, the crown of Torah, we need to work very, very much on the Indian of Anova. Anova usually translated as modesty, right? Uh, uh, it makes kind of being a circumspection. And, and, and not to think oneself as being anything that important. Because we see that Moshe Rabbein, who's labeled as her of Mikol Adam, the person, the most modest person to ever walk this earth. And it's specifically him who was chosen to be the purveyor of the Torah to, to Christ. So on Hasinai, which as we know from more Rivka way back in nursery school, was the lowest of all the mountains. As in fact, Chaim Elohim says, in his Sefer Ruach Chaim on Am Sechasavas, on Perik Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, in explaining the words of the Tana, Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, Moshe received the Torah on Sinai, it doesn't say B Sinai, on Sinai, Elami Sinai, he received it from a Sinai. Right? Because because of the fact that he was such an honor and, and, and on, it was on, on such a, a sort of a low on sort of inconspicuous mountain, that's how he was Zoycher Torah. The, the Arachayim HaKadosh, on the Pasuk, the Pasuk introduces the events leading up to Matan Torah, by Yesu Rafidim, the Jews f- uh, traveled from a place called Rafidim, by Yavoyim Midbasina, and they came to, to Midbasina. So the Arachayim brings three conditions that are necessary for a person to really be able to accept the Torah. And I quote, says, the intention of the Pasuk is to tell us that there are three prerequisites which are the primary preparation of a person to be able to accept the Torah. And through those three preparations, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be desirous to, to allow him into sort of his arena and, and, and to really uh, uh, get access to, to, to the Torah, which is our, our beautiful, sweet, and holy Torah. So he says the second thing is, is what he calls shiftless vanova, lowliness and, and modesty. Because, says the Torah, can never ever have any kind of permanence unless someone who lowers himself and makes himself as the third says like a midbar, like a like a desert hefka. 
And that's why it says, Vayachanu Bamidbar. They camped in the desert. In other words, it's an expression of shiftless, of, of lowliness, of another, of, of, of a modesty, like, like a, a, a desert that everyone tramples on, on it. And uh, the one Megillah says, sending one Megillah towards the end on Tafchoftes talks about the, uh, regarding the Har Tavor and Har Karmel, which each one of them, they wanted that the Torah should be given on them. And nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose HaSinai. As the Gemara says, Dorosh Bakapora. Bakapora expounded. Ma'ariksiv, what's shot in the post-containum Samaches? Lama teratstun horim gavnunim. Says, why are you, why are you quarreling? Why are you fighting, you beautiful mountains? Yotza Sabasko of Oma came out a heavenly voice and said to them, Loma Tirtsu Dinim Sine, why do you want to fight? Why do you want to contest the right to have the Torah given on you with our Sinai? Kulchim Bale Muminatem. All of you are blemished. Right? Eitzel Sinai. Right? In, 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 in contrast to Sinai, you are all arrogant. You all have sort of spiritual character flaws. Right? As it says here, Gav Nunim, it says there in, in Pasha's Emor, are different imperfections, different blemishes that disqualify a Kayan from, from working. So you're Gav Nunim, you are blemished, you are imperfect, you are disqualified from having the Torah given on you. And says Ravashi Shmamino Haiman the Yoyer that anyone who is arrogant Baumumhu such a person is is considered a, a, a damaged person and an, an imperfect person a person who is who is unable to achieve great things in his present situation. In fact, the Medrash in Bamid Baraba says a similar thing. They uh, expound the pasuk in in Mishle. The Pasuk says, Gaius Adam, the arrogance of a person, Tashbilenu, that's what's going to throw him down. And he says, that's referring to, the Medrash says, it's referring to those mountains, Hatavor and Harakamel, that they came from one end to the other, from one end of the world, so to speak, and they were so arrogant to say, we are high and mighty, and, and upon us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give the Torah. And the pastor carries on. It's the one who is truly arrogant. Sorry, the one who is truly humble. The one who is truly contrite. He will be the one that will get the great cover, the great honor. And the major says, that's referring to Hasinai. That he lowered himself to say, I'm, I'm, I'm low, I'm nothing, I'm insignificant. And through that... HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of propped him up and gave him the honor that the Torah was given specifically on, on him. And he was Zaychah to all the covered because of the fact that he was such an honor. As in fact the Pesach says, Vayyeved Hashem al Harsina, Hashem's Shechina, Hashem's divine presence came down on, on Mount Sinai. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu teach, teach, is teaching us here the Midah of Anova, the Midah of modesty, and, and, as, and giving that as the reason why specifically Hashem chose that we should, the Torah should be given on, on, on Hasinai. Now, the Taz brings down in, in Simon, Simon Mem Zion, in, in trying to explain the, the language that we say in, in Birchas HaTorah, we say, Baruch HaToshem, Noi Sein HaToshem, who gives the Torah. We say it in the present tense. It doesn't say, Nosan HaTorah, who gave us the Torah in the past tense. Because, because every single day, and at every single moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is providing us with the ability to, to think of tremendous, tremendous chidushim, tremendous novel ideas in, in Torah. And therefore we say, Noi Sein, right? Hashem is giving to us Right, which is the present tense, because it's something that's happening always, each day, every day. HaKadosh Baruch is providing us with the opportunity to, to learn Torah and to add, and, and, and to, to add novel ideas to, to the, to the, uh, to the Torah. And uh, the Shemishmol also, 
writes the same thing in, in Pashas, Truma quoting his father. He says, based, you know, based on that bracha which we say, in the present tense and not Nosan in the past, even though the Torah was actually given on Asinai some 3,300 plus years ago. But to understand it, we can quote the statement of Chazal in Tarnadvelio in Perikudches that any Tamachacham who sits and learns Chumash and learns Mishnayas and learns Gemara, HaKadosh Baruch who sits in front of him. And he, he acts as, as the person's chavrusa, and he learns and studies together with him. Why? Because uh, 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 based on the value that a person ascribes to Torah, or the moral value that a person ascribes to Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him more and more ability to learn and understand and understand uh, and understand Torah. You know, you know, it's the, the giving of the Torah has actually never, never ended. It wasn't just a once-off that happened on that fateful day in Sivan so many years ago. It's a continuous, continuous activity until the end of all the generations. However, since on Matzah Torah, there was a condition that only a person who was contrite and modest could accept the Torah, that condition is maintained until today. And only people who are, who have this meat of modesty, are going to have access to a real deep understanding of Torah. This is 11.9. The program of Soul to Soul will come back in a moment with so much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Yisroi. We are talking about the prerequisites, acquisition of character traits that one needs to be able to really learn Torah. And we're talking about this meter of modesty as being the main ingredient that one needs to acquire as a preparation for, for learning learning of Torah. And that's why we find that Limit Torah is compared to Har Sinai, as, as the Medrash in, in Shirashirim says, that in the base Medrash of Rabbi Eleazar, right, it, it was, uh, 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 was formed like a, 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 uh, a circle, and there was a stone there, and it was a special, special stone where they used to sit on. And one time, Rabbi Yeshua came in, and he began to kiss that that stone. And he said, this is the stone is like Har Sinai, right? And whoever sits on it is 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 compared to the Ark, to the Aranabris, which sat on the Evan Shasia in the Basin Mikdash. Therefore, it comes out that someone learns Torah and really puts effort into it and, and, and learns it for the right for the right reasons. Such a person merits as if he is actually receiving the Torah directly from Har Sinai. And the place where he learns is actually considered like Har Sinai. Right? And and Chaim uh, Velozhin explains this in, in Nefesh Chaim, in Shar Dalil, Perikid Dalil, and he says, every time that a person is busy learning and connecting with his Torah and with HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly, so the, the words are mamish cause such simcha, cause such happiness, like at the moment they were given at, at Asinah. As in fact, the, the, Zaya, the Zaya says, that Rabbi Yehuda began and said, Zaysa Torah. Well, what is it? Come and see. These words of Torah are so holy and they're so elevated and they're so sweet. As it says, in the Pesachim right? they're more, but more precious than gold. And someone who learns Torah is as if he's standing the whole day on Asinai waiting to accept the Torah. And that's why it says in the Torah, Today we became a nation to, to, to HaKadosh Baruch And earlier in, in, in Pashas 
Achremus, he says, we learned that anyone who listens to words of Torah, he says, Ashrehu. Such a person is so fortunate. Even in this world, it's as if he received the Torah from Asinai, right? And uh, every single person, we have to be prepared to listen to Torah from anyone. There's no one who can't teach us a Torah idea, a Torah, a Torah concept. And someone who sort of turns his ear in order to hear Torah from anybody? So he is giving such respect and such honor to, to HaKadosh Baruch and such honor to, to, the, to the Torah. And the reality is that just like at the time of this incredible, incredible event of Matan Torah, the, the Jewish nation, Kaviyach, such thing could be said, connected to Hashem's words, so to even now, any moment that a person is sitting and applying his mind to learn Torah, so he is as if he's connecting himself to the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in, in real time. Right? Because everything, every word of Torah is a mimer, is a statement of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moesh Rabbeinu on our Sinai. And even now, when a person sits wherever he might be in the world and learns Torah, with every letter, with every word, mamish, he's, he's, he's creating a fire uh, 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 that's coming out of his mouth and going up to, to, to HaKadosh Baruch and, and it's considered as if right now he is receiving the Torah from Asinah directly from the mouth of, of HaKadosh Baruch and that's why Chazal says several times, event happened, and the words were as happy as they were at the moment of the giving of the Torah at, at, at Hasinah. And that's not all. The truth is through the midah of, of anava, of modesty, a person can merit to that same level that existed by Hasinah, where it says there, uh, the mountain was aflame in, 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 in fire, going all the way up to, to the heavens. So too, people who learn Torah, so the, there's a fire, a spiritual fire burning, burning around, around them. As we find this, the Yushami, in, in, in Chagigaz, and the Medrash brings it also in, in Rusba Rabba, about Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua, who was sitting and learning, learning Torah at the time of the, of the, uh, Suda of the, at the bris of Elisha ben Avuya. And this is what it says there. They were sitting there and they were learning words of Torah, right? And they were, and they were sort of ranging from Torah, then they're talking about Nevi'im, and then from Nevi'im to the Ksuvim, and a fire came down from Shemayim and surrounded them. Omelan Avuya. The father of Elishman of said, says, Rabbi Isai, what, have you come to burn down my house? They said to him, no, chas v'shalom, but we're sitting and, and, and we were just uh, 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 doing chazara on some words of Torah and then from Torah to Nevi'im, from Nevi'im to Ksuvim and the, and the words were so happy, made us so happy, Mamisha, like at the moment they were given at, at, at Asina and it was a fire. That was that was singeing us like like it did at Sinai, right? And 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 the main uh, the giving of the Torah at, at Sinai was only given actually with 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 fire. And we find that throughout throughout our, 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 the writings of Chazal, the medicine in in Genesis and Shirim, it says Tzavorech Bacharuzim your neck. It says B'shosha Yuchoyuzim B'divrei Torah. When, when we were sort of busy uh, 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 saying over words of Torah and from Torah to Nevi'im and Nevi'im to Ksuvim, the fire is burning around them. And again, it was, there, was, there was a joy and a happiness like there was at the time of, 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 of the Sinai. And even when they gave the Torah at Sinai, right, it was, it was given with fire. As the Pesach says, the mountain was aflame with fire going all the way up to, to, to heaven. Right? It says Ben Azai used to sit and, and, and teach Torah 
and the fire would be all would be all around around him when he was when he was uh, when he was teaching. So they went and they told Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Ben Azai is sitting and and teaching Torah, and there's a fire around him. So Rabbi Akiva went to, went to him and said to him, I heard that you were teaching Torah, and there was a fire around you. Said to him, Yes. Said to him, Maybe. You were speaking the secrets of Torah. You were talking about maybe the the Maisim Rakava. Says no, I was just sitting and 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 the, I was teaching uh, words of Torah and and uh, I was going. I was ranging through from Torah and Nevi'im and Nevi'im to 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 Ksuvim. And again, it, there was such simcha, there was such joy in the air, like it was given at Sinai, and and the words were so sweet, like they were given at at Sinai. Right and in fact, at, at Hasira was the was the Torah not given in 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 fire as it says Vahar Barabaish. So so uh, 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 he was appeased. Yes, it says it's a good thing that the fire has come. And the one Sukkah talks about about Rabbi Yonason Ben Uziel at the time when he would sit and learn Torah. Any bird that flew over him straight away would would be would be burnt up. And Tesis brings down, says that, why again the Dashad Devorim Semechim Kinisisasam Sinai? It's not a frightening, scary thing. There's such joy, it's such Shemcha, it's Mamish, a replica of, of, of Asinai itself. And in fact, in, in the Sefer Ateris Yeshua, he, bring, he brings that, it's even more than that, that when a person attains the level of Anava, the level of, of modesty, so then he gains health, he gets refuah, and he gets chayim. Because it's, it's known that all the diseases come from the, the uh, four principles of the world, which are esh, ruach, mayim, and afar, fire, wind, water, and, and dust. So each one each one is sort of trying to prove the best the others and saying, I want to be in charge. But when a person comes and, and, and Imamish attains the Mida of, of Anava, and on the contrary, he doesn't think he's great at all. Through this HaKadosh Baruch Hu, does Mida Kineget Mida, that even these four, uh, the four basic elements, right? Eish, uh, Ruach, Mayim and Afar, they also become unified between them, and and through that comes Rafua and and Chaim. So when 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 they're at peace with each other, and there's no there's no there's no rivalry, there's no contest, they work together, and that brings peace, and it brings tranquility, and it brings health to the entire to the entire world. And and but this perhaps we can understand the Gemara in in Baba Basra. The word says, Rav Shimon Yechai says, Even Tayeva, Hoysotrua b'tzavarish l'Avram. Avram Avinu had a special precious stone that he hung around, around his neck that any sick person who would look at it straight away would be, would be healed. And when Avram Avinu was uh, going to leave the world, so he took that stone and, and Akadosh Baruch took it and hung it on the sun itself. Now, of course, Avraham Avinu, we know, was certainly he had this tremendous mida of, of Anava, as in fact the Pasuk says, I'm, I'm absolutely nothing. And in fact, Pekiavis says also that anyone who has these three midas, he, he is considered from the Tamidim of Avram Avinu. And what are those three character traits? Ruach Lamucha, low spirit, Shvela, and a feeling of, of, of contriteness. And, and Rashi says, what does it mean? Uh, that he has to be unabashofobach, a person who's modest and a person who's, who's un, 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 unassuming, right? That uh, he doesn't consider himself to be as great as, as other people, but he, he circulates amongst them and he does not have any any arrogance. In other words, Avram Avinu was crowned with this tremendous midah of, of Anava. 
and therefore he was zeicher to be able to want to be able to use that precious stone to cure to cure people. And after Avraham Avinu left the world, Sakharishpoko took that precious stone and and sort of hung it on the ball of the sun, because the sun also represents the concept of of anava of modesty. As in fact, the Gemara says in, in, in Gitten and in Shabbos that if someone has been attacked or someone has been maligned or someone has been insulted, they ain't an oven and they just remain silent. They don't get into a fight. They don't respond back. They don't try to find another more hurtful way of insulting and, 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 and you know, teaching a lesson to the person who, in, who insulted them. They hear people speaking disparaging about them. They ain't a machine, and they don't retort back. They do whatever they do in service of Hashem. And when they have challenges and they have suffering and they have difficulties, they're happy to accept it. About them, the Apostle Pesach says, Pesach enshaved him. The Ayavah, those that love Hashem, could say Hashem have as much power as the sun does when it's in its strength, uh, when it's in its strongest moment. And the Meiri in Gittin says that a person should always be an Anav and a lowly person. And if there are people who are trying to come and attack him and make all kinds of accusations against them. Don't get into a whole fight with them. Right? Just, you know, leave them alone. Let them do what, what, uh, what, what they want and, and, and just go, 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 go away. Now, it's, as, as, as they're saying, that's what's aluvim the ain of oven. Those who have been insulted and don't insult back. They hear their shame and they don't answer back. And they and they serve Akalishbahu with love. In other words, the Anava, right, gives them the ability that the Ayavov could say Sashemish. Hashem loves them like the strength of the sun. That's how that's how close they're gonna to become to, to Akalishbahu. And and this is like an analogy on what it says in, in Masechas. It says there that the moon uh, uh, demanded to the sun and said that you can't say, how can ancient name You can't have, the Torah says, I'm creating right, the two great luminaries. You can't have two great luminaries. You've got to have one boss, said, said the moon. So HaKadosh Baruch said to him, you're right. Make yourself small. You won't be the boss anymore. Right and and uh, and uh, and that by doing that by being mavata by choosing to be the the one the luminary that would make himself small so really who it makes him even even smaller right that uh, that uh, you know uh, the the person who insults someone else loses more than the person that he's actually. But he's actually uh, in, in insulting, and therefore that's what it says. Pasuk says, "For I have of those who love Akolish Baruch Hu, could say Hashem you become the greatest friend to 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 Hashem." So, based on this, we can say that the fact that Klaiso merited at Hasinai to to the fact that they were all healed. Chazal tell us whoever had any kind of malady was healed at Matan Torah. That was because they reached this level of true, true another. Where the reward for that is that all the four fundamental uh, uh, components of, of the world, right, the fire, the water, the wind, and the earth, all join together. They make peace, and a person's body is 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 now healthy and and pure and ready to serve to serve to serve Baruch. And that's what we say in our Gadosh Pesach. Hashem had only brought us in front of Hasinai. And wouldn't have given us the Torah, that would be sufficient. What point would that be? To go down all the way to Hasinai and, and not get the Torah, and not get the Kedoshah? Well, what would have been the point of that? 
But Har Sinai teaches us this Midah of Anava, and the Jewish nation merited the Midah of Anava before Matan And because of that, all the ill people were, were healed. And that's what it says, the morning in Sukkot and Daphne Beis explains, Tanit Vey, Rabbi Shmuel, says, if you meet this disgusting creature, i.e. the Yetzer, the Yetzahara, drag him to the Besmedish. Right? If he's made out of stone, so then he'll disintegrate. In Barzal, if he's made out of iron, misplaced it, he'll just explode. And the obvious question is, what's going to be gained by bringing the Yetzirah into the base of Medrash? What's he going to do there? Well, he's just going to wreak havoc here. Why would you want to bring him in there? But the truth is, only Torah, which is like fire, has the ability to overcome the Yetzirah. Because the word Yetzir, Yetzirah, has a numerical value of 300, right? Aish uh, equals 301 to teach us that only Torah, but Torah that's, that has Hanava, Torah that's a fiery Torah, that has the ability to control the, the Yetzirah. And in order to be Zayichet to this very, very high level, a person has to make himself like a Hasinai. That through this Mida of Hanava, then... He's to that he can burn up with fire all the way to Shemayim. And then a fire comes around him and the Hashpo, the tremendous outpouring of Hashem's bracha is amazing. And then you can destroy the Yetz, the Yetzirah. How do we get to another, even if a person is truly an exalted and respectful person? So just in one minute, the Eben Ezra says that when Moshe Rabbeinu said Nevoah, 40 years in the desert, and he had all the tremendous secrets that were revealed to him on Asinai, and he said before his death, You began to show your servant, your greatness. So now he began and he showed the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the truth. Because there's no, there's no end to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's aidness. In other words, even after 40 years of Moshe Benu attaining everything Moshe Benu achieved in his whole life, nevertheless, he felt that he was only beginning his, his route. That's, that's the side. We're never there. There's so much more to learn, so much more to do. And if we do it with excitement and a fire, there's no telling how far we can go. This is one one point nine high fan. The program is sold to soul. We'll be back in a moment with our Hilchos Shabbos thought. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on one hundred one point nine High FM. One one point nine Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Yisroi Tov Shin Pei Dalit. As you prepare for another amazing, amazing Shabbos. Thank you for joining us, those who are joining us just now, and those who are still with us. Thank you for continuing to stay with us for the entire show, as we always do at this point, just to give you the important times you need to know for this coming Shabbos. So this afternoon, <clears throat> the earliest time for lighting Shabbos candles is at 5.36. 5.36, getting a bit earlier. 5.36 is the earliest time to light our Shabbos candles. And again, that's still almost three hours Away, we can certainly do it. We can certainly get our mind around that, get our house ready, get ourselves ready, get the food ready, and be able to usher in the Kedushasa Shabbos, the wondrous beauty of Shabbos on this very special Shabbos, the Shabbos of the Aseris Hadibris, this Shabbos where we read about Zacharis Yom Shabbos Lekadshoi. Remember the day of Shabbos, make it holy. And of course, by adding on to Shabbos, beginning and the end, it, it adds so much more. To the to the Shabbos to the Shabbos day. So five thirty six already we could light the Shabbos candles. If you can't make that, the latest possible time for benching licht today is at six forty one. Six forty one is the latest time for lighting. And again, obviously, many communities uh, uh, accept Shabbos at the normal standard 
a time for Johannesburg in the summer, which is at 6.15. And again, just be mindful of when your community, your shul, actually says, if it's going to be before 6.41, then you need to make sure that your candles are lit by then, because when your community accepts Shabbos, you need to be with them and in step with their Shabbos, their Shabbos, Shabbos for them, and you are part of them, then it should be Shabbos for you uh, also. Again, uh, 6.41 is the latest time. Do not rely on the minutes after that, before Shkia. Those are only set aside for really, really emergency and lost sort of lost-ditch situations where a person actually has no other choice but to but to be able to uh, use use that time. Shkia is at 6.59, one minute before 7 is, is sunset, and therefore, if you want to be able to say, Krishna, before you sit down to, to fill the mitzvah of saying Krishna at night, and you want to do that before you sit down to the meal, uh, any time after 7.17 is really considered night, and you can say the Krishna, and then, Really sit down to a beautiful, beautiful little Shabbos meal. As sometimes as tired as we are and as exhausted as we are at the end of the week to, to muster our energy and, and put some effort into the into the Shabbos meal, sing some zemiras, say some nice tibretara, get the kids involved and make it a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos meal for, for all. Tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Yisrael. We lay in, of course, the momentous Pasha, the Hadimus, the ten statements that are read out in, in, in Shul. And I want you to try to make a point of being there. I want you to try to make a point every week to be in Shul for the learning of the of the Torah. And tomorrow is no exception. So we'll read the the Pasha's Yisrael and the designated Haftarah for Pasha's Yisrael. And then, of course, this week is also Shabbos Mavarchim. Yes, we are getting very, very close to Chodesh Adar. Okay, albeit it's a leap year. So we're going to have double Chodesh Adar, which means that Purim is still seven weeks away, but that's fine. We can still start getting ourselves into the spirit. So Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon will be Bez Hashem next Friday and next next Shabbos. So next Shabbos will be a special Shabbos uh, uh, a Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, which is always a beautiful, beautiful thing thing to have. So Shabbos Avarchem, Rosh Chodesh on Friday and Shabbos. And therefore, obviously, in your community, whatever they like to do special for Shabbos Avarchem, a special chant, a special shir, something, get, get, let yourself get into it and it's kind of become part of things. Make it, make it happen. Don't just be a spectator who comes in and says, what's going on? Let me have something to eat and go. Make things happen. Be part of the action and you'll see that you actually enjoy it much, much more than just by sitting and, and spectating. Still a long Shabbos day, although it's starting to get a little bit early. You can notice anytime that it's actually getting dark a little bit earlier. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 7.32. 7.32 is the end of, of Shabbos and then we go into a week, which I said ends on, on Friday and Shabbos with, with Rosh Chodesh. We are learning, going through the laws of preparation of, of food, and we are talking about uh, mixing, about kneading, and we're going to talk a little bit about things that one's allowed to mix even normally or uh, with a slight deviation. Okay, there's absolutely no prohibition of of the of the of the of lush, if there's food, let's say that has been mashed, since it's already been mashed before and and it's quite soft, so now the act of of kneading it doesn't actually fundamentally change the object the the food at at all, and therefore let's say if you have a a dish, and in the dishes is some meat and and potatoes and and barley, and it's all kind of fallen apart. So you can stir that up, and you can even add water to the mixture to, to make it sort of form one one mass. That's not a problem at all. One can even sort of add gravy 
to sort of maybe uh, uh, mashed potatoes and then mix mix them then together. Why? Since the potatoes have already been been mashed, so there's no prohibition of of uh, of lush. And the the Bishyosa brings brings that uh, that that down. It says if there's a mixture, and it was made, let's say before Shabbos, but some of the liquid kind of gradually separated from it. So you're allowed to mix it again on Shabbos. Why? Since there's no prohibition of lush for something that has already been mixed. And since everyone allows it and permits it, so it's unnecessary even to use a, a shinui, but one should still stir maybe a little bit more slowly than one would on, on a weekday. Let's say, for, for example, if let's say uh, you have a, a chatzilim salad, an eggplant salad, or, 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 or mayonnaise, let's say, and, and the oil has kind of risen a little bit to, to the top, so it can be mixed back in with the, with the chatzilim, with the, with the eggplant. Similarly, if let's say you have a peanut butter, and the peanut butter has, has separated, and now there's sort of oil floating on top. So again, you're allowed to mix it back in to the uh, to the rest of the mixture, and that's not a problem on uh, on on Shabbos. Now, many of the poskim seemingly allow adding ingredients to a mixture that you actually prepared already before before Shabbos. That's some, but there are other Paiskim who are strict about that and say, no, you can't add more ingredients, even though it's been made before Shabbos. Therefore, the ingredients, if you're going to add other ingredients, then those should be added with a shinoi. Let's say, for example, uh, you want to uh add a, a kind of a hot sauce i don't know to 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 some to some hummus or something so as long as that it's mixed with a shinoi right or if you have a spread or or a salad right that was prepared before shabbos and kind of and you mashed in 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 the juice and and so then you're allowed to add uh, mayonnaise on on shabbos Again, with with a shinu, because there are some who uh, who are a little bit dubious about it, and therefore one should do it with with a with a uh, a shinu. Now we already actually spoke uh, already uh, a couple of weeks ago that the shinu. So we said the shinu would involve number one, let's say, moving the spoon back and forth in sort of straight lines or perpendicularly when actually stirring. And uh, if that is sort of the way you do it normally, and therefore it's not really a, a recognizable change, then the spoon should sort of be removed from the mixture entirely after the completion of each sort of stirring motion. And that will definitely be a, a shini. Okay, we're going to come back with some closing comments in a moment, this is 11.9. The program is Soul to Soul. And this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio area of Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Yisrael, Tov, Shin, Pei, Dal, with our last... Closing comments, we are learning the melacha of lush, the melacha of kneading on Shabbos. And we're talking about mixtures that have already been mixed and therefore are allowed to be stirred or mixed on, on Shabbos. For example, one is allowed to mix sort of cake crumbs with maybe some, some soft you know, white cheese or, or, with, or with milk. Why? Since, since the crumbs, again, were already kneaded 
when they were made into cake. And therefore, the, the prohibition of lush no longer applies since they were needed already before. However, there are paiskim that are strict and, and maintain that once even the baked item has been sort of crumbled, it could be that the original act of kneading has already sort of been cancelled and, and nullified, and maybe it would again be uh, considered lush if you'd mix it a second time. Therefore, one should mix the crumbs again with a shinui and, a, and only do this if you need it for a, an immediate meal, for a meal that's happening right now, only then would you be allowed to, to, uh, uh, to do it. Another very important halacha is that lush involves taking dry, right, and, and sort of uh, there's Greek materials and binding them together. However, if the dry ingredients kind of spread throughout the liquids to which they are added, so that's not considered lush. Therefore, for example, one's allowed to add sort of herbs to some white cheese since the herbal leaves kind of spread out and they don't kind of clump together at all. Similarly, you can add, let's say, some granola into, into soft cheese because, again, the granola bits don't sort of join together and become one mass, but rather kind of uh, stick to the, to the cheese. When you can also mix, let's say, uh, uh, bananas or, if you want, strawberries, right, with, with cream. Since, again, the pieces don't bind and become, become one. One can certainly add sugar or cocoa to, to soft cheese. Because, again, the aim is not to sort of bind the granules of sugar with the cocoa, but rather to, to sort of flavor the, 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 the cheese. Okay, we're going to stop here. And Bez Hashem will carry on with this malacha in next week's show. In, in the meantime, I want to take the opportunity, first of all, to thank each and every one of you for being part of our radio family and making the effort to join us on a weekly, on a weekly basis. I really, really enjoyed the opportunity of spending time with you. I hope you learned something. I hope you, you were inspired, especially about our discussion earlier about how important the media of modesty is in, in, in the ability to, to learn and study and, and, and acquire and acquire Torah. And now all that's left for me is to again thank you and to wish every single one of our radio family and all those that they love and care about a beautiful, beautiful Gishmak, the Shabbos, Shabbos of Menucha, Shabbos of Kedusha, Shabbos of great family time. To each and every one of you, a beautiful Good Shabbos.